You're listening to the Quince podcast. Hello, you're listening and watching to a special news and views podcast by the Quint. It's both a video and a podcast, and I'm Shalbury. And um, we're talking about Tihar Jail. I'll tell you why in a bit. But Tihar Jail, as we know, is uh, not only uh, one of the largest prison complexes in India, but in all of Asia. Um, it can house around six thousand prisoners, but at any given point of time, to my knowledge, that limit has always been exceeded by maybe one fifty to two hundred percent. And um, this Tihar Jail has seen a lot of high-profile prisoners. That's not to say that um, it only has had high-profile prisoners, but it's been a mixed bag of sorts uh, with, um, you know, uh, petty criminals as well, and also. um prisoners like politicians and recently we've seen um congress leader p chidambaram being lodged inside uh, the tihar jail for a little bit before that we've also seen um anti corruption crusader anna hazare also having had spent some time in this jail um during the emergency period a lot of veteran journalists spent uh, their time in this jail being imprisoned um currently um nirbhaya convicts are lodged inside tihar jail as they await their um, execution date and Speaking of execution, Tihar has conducted uh, some high-profile and controversial executions as well, like that of terror convict Abdul Guru and also Yakub Memon. And it's also seen a very interesting prison break at some point. And I'm talking about um, Charles Sobraj, who's a very, as we know, uh, suave but extremely lethal um, serial killer. And the reason I'm talking about all this is because because of the circumstances I just mentioned. There's a lot of curiosity about what really happens inside Tihar and who runs how much of tihar and there's nobody better to talk about this bit with me uh, uh, you know other than my guest here mr sunil gupta and ms sunitra choudhury and uh, they have co-written a book uh, black warrant confessions of a tihar jailer it's been published by roli books and this book is full of anecdotal details about what happens inside tihar jail and uh, some of its high profile prisoners and also some of the executions that have taken place inside the jail premises and let me tell you a little more about uh, the authors here so mr sunil gupta has uh, been a jailer for 35 years uh, in tihar and uh, he has seen pub- uh, personally witnessed some eight executions if i'm right and sunitra choudhury is uh, maybe a part time author and a full time journalist or maybe she's doing both full time i'm not sure well yeah i mean it's basically it's still my job telling stories yeah. you and i are both storytellers uh and yeah of uh, but you know in my in my day job i tell political stories and this uh, some stories just haunt me uh and those become books so now black warrant or a death warrant is what we understand to be an authorization of an execution so what made you write a book about uh, a death warrant and also what made you curious about india's prison system was it a particular interview with a particular prisoner yeah. that really struck that's what happened but um, the origin of that is the first book in the series which is also by roli books actually called behind bars um it, it's a little story a uh, little uh, you know a long story but it's kind of interesting uh, this was in 2016 there was this supermodel uh, called anka varma uh, romanian and uh, one day i got a call from an anonymous number it said um, unknown number and when i picked up the phone the person had a foreign accent and they said that they want to meet me about a story 
And so, you know, being a reporter, we always turn up. And when I met her, it ended up that we didn't just talk about the story. She was going to talk about her CBI case. But we talked about the fact that she's just come out from prison. And she was wearing this designer clothes and everything. And I thought that, you know, that I said, oh, wow, you must have really missed wearing these nice clothes. And what actually hooked me to prisons was when she said, uh, I actually in prisons won the right to wear um, Versace and Jimmy Choo's and all of that. And I thought, what is this world? I've been a journalist for years. And how come I didn't know that people can do this? And that actually started my whole journey into prison stories. So that was my first book. And what happened was when I was doing that first book, Everybody knows Sunil Gupta because if you've been a journalist and a crime reporter and like, you know, anyone who's a journalist or crime reporter, they would some time or the other venture into Tihar. And so he's been the not just the jailer, but he'd also been the PRO, the press relations officer. So when I'd finished my book, my research on my book, I went to him because he'd retired in 2016. So he was finally ready to speak. And that's when I got in touch with him. What was the big task of Black Warrant? The big task of Black Warrant was that his voice, which is a very unique voice, right, Sharbury? We've never heard someone who's actually been a person across. We've heard people who've been inmates, many people who've been tortured in jail, mistreated. They always come out and tell their stories. But we've never heard from the people who are enforcing those laws. So for Sunil Gupta to speak about it was like, you know, you would never, that's a why perspective. a really new perspective. Before this, people didn't really care about jails, right? They, you know, it's a place where, according to people, bad people go and who cares what happens to them. But um, the fact is that every page, even though I've been a journalist for so long, every page was like, oh my God, no, that doesn't <laughs> happen. Seriously. <laughs> Every page no, was, it like, was it was the same feeling as I was reading. No, right? <laughs> and, and see, but you're young. You've just started. Mm. I've been a journalist for so long and I've covered the hard and I've covered law and I've covered bizarre stories. But I would still read it and say, no way. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know, a lot of the women guards, women jailers like Sunil Gupta, that they marry rapists and murderers. Right. Right. Like who, like, can you imagine? No, yeah, like that's a story by itself, yeah. right? <laughs> like they marry them because why? Because like they can't meet other people. They have crazy lives. This is normal for them. Hmm. Like a rapist who's there. And did you know that rapists make great stenographers? Did you know that? Like Not all the stenographers in jail are all rapists. I mean, so it's an insane story. And anyone, any journalist, any writer, if they get that material, would write that story. So yeah. I'm glad he shared his material with me. So the book starts with how Charles Sobraj, uh, you know, secured you your job on the first day that you were there in Tihar for. And uh, would you say that he is the person who left an imprint, uh, you know, uh, even now that you retired, you, would you say yes, that? Yes, yes, certainly. Uh, I know, uh, I remember him. I think he must also be remembering me. <laughs> uh, he does actually. He called no, me uh, from, he called me from Nepal jail because I tried to meet him. Uh, for the book and he said that he's going to be free soon and he was very excited that you were <laughs> writing about him and of course he was doing his own Netflix yeah. series. <laughs> so basically our my first encounter with him was that uh, when I got the offer to join here I was working in the railway. So 
uh, while leaving the service at railway, I have to, uh, I was required to give them two month notice. I uh, gave that notice and after that, after being relieved from railway, I come uh, to Tihar. But here when I met the superintendent jail, I was expecting very warm welcome that because we were, we were first from the jail cadre, uh, Delhi cadre who were joining the prison services. I was expecting very warm welcome from the prison authority, but when I uh, met the superintendent jail, he told me that uh, uh, how you have come. I said I am select. I was selected for this post, so I have come. He said no, no, there is no post here. I said why there is no post? Uh, I have left the railway. This is your problem. Here uh, we don't have any post. Basically, they were Haryana people, Haryana and UP people. They don't want that uh, officers from Delhi hmm. should take over the uh, prison management. So I was dazed when uh, I was told that there is no uh, this uh, no uh, vacancy here. Thereafter, uh, I met uh, Charles Obras. He was just uh, moving around. I thought that he is the officer of the jail. I just uh, stood uh, on my seat when I saw him. Then he told me, that, are you new? I told him, yeah, I am new. So then he told me that, uh, what is the problem? I told him that this is the problem. He is not giving me this joining letter. Mm. Then he managed that joining letter from superintendent jail. Plus I also played the trick with the superintendent jail. <laughs> I told <laughs> I told the superintendent jail that, uh, did you got any phone call from Mr. Singhal. Hmm. He said, who is Singhal? I told him that uh, he is the IAS officer. Basically, he was under the impression that uh, uh, all the officers, we were five or six officers at that time, they were having very high approaches. Uh, they come from uh, very high quarter were proposing their name. So, he thought that somebody <laughs> also uh, uh, has uh, proposed my name. So, he was little bit impressed and when Charles Sobraj went there uh, to get my joining letter signed, he signed. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine that uh, of course, uh, your job couldn't have been as normal as maybe my job. Yeah. But how would you say, you know, how would you describe one day of your job like from yeah, basically, morning? You know, uh, the day start at uh, 6 in the morning. That is called Sabacha. Hmm. Sabacha means everything is okay. And the prisoners who were locked out, uh, locked up during the night, were all there. Nobody escaped. Nobody died. Mm. That is called sabacha. Everybody is happy when they heard this. That sabacha ho gaya, sabacha ho gaya. Uh, you have to uh, be there at six. Then uh, uh, you are having uh, two hours to take the breakfast. Then again you will come to the jail. You have to send the prisoner, dispatch the prisoner to the courts they have to attend. Thereafter, after 9, uh, uh, the interviewers come to in, uh, meet the prisoners in, uh, inside and up to 12, this goes on. Then 12 to 3, there was uh, 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 this rest and uh, uh, then again you have to come at 3 and to sit in the jail up to 9 or 10 in the evening. Hmm. 
you have to release the prisoner who got the bail from the court on that day or you have to release the prisoner whose time is expired. Hmm. So that was my schedule. You, you can say around, I spent around 12 hours in the uh, prison every day. Sir, you have seen several executions and recently, um, as we know, the Nirbhaya uh, convicts have also had their black uh, warrants handed over to them. Although the date may get delayed because they filed their mercy petitions and curative petitions, etc. But, um, you know, there's a stipulated period after the petition has been, has been filed that, uh, you know, within, before this period gets over, an execution cannot take place. But we've also seen in certain cases that that time period was overlooked as, um, as we've seen in the case of Yaqub Memon's hanging. So how often would you say that this sort of a disregard for law uh, has taken place? No, basically you see in uh, Yaqub Memon case, uh, 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 during the previous night of uh, hanging, his execution was stayed. I have seen so many cases, in Rangabilla case I saw ki his execution was stayed just two days before. So here also they have, now you know after 2014 there are number of safeguards for the death row convicts, earlier these were not available to them. Now there are number of safeguards and uh, because of that uh, those safeguards, the prisoner uh, now when, when they are filing mercy petition before the court. Uh, before the President of India, they are required to get the reasoning from the President of India why their mercy petition has been declined. Earlier it was not so. So now they will get the reason and now they have right to challenge uh, this rejection before the constitutional court, either High Court or Supreme Court. Right. And also because this case is so much in the news, we're seeing so many reports on it, but there are also these other reports uh, talking about the other aspects of hanging, like for instance, procuring uh, specific types of ropes from Bihar's jail. And um, in the book also, you've talked about um, some of the rituals that hangmen uh, carry out before a hanging with um, rum specifically and also um, you've, you've talked about the anatomy of a hanging, mm. uh, the precision that it takes to actually do the process. Basically, you know, this manila rope that is uh, imported from Baksar, Baksar jail. They are specialized in making these manila ropes. These are soaked and as well as uh, these are uh, uh, very strong. When these manila ropes, these are uh, brought from here, basically superintendent jail is required to keep the stock of these manila ropes uh, uh, in his, this store. So manila ropes are always there in the uh, store. So whenever uh, uh, this hanging has to uh, take place, the superintendent jail, what he do, he will uh, uh, arrange the uh, executioner from the neighboring state. Basically, in, at Tihar, we do not have any executioner. He will arrange executioner from the neighboring states and usually we get the executioner. Earlier, there used to be this Kalu and uh, Fakira. Hmm. Fakira from that Faridkot jail and Kalu from the Merit jail. They were the trade bar. I have seen that they, they, they have uh, hanged seven prisoners in the jail. So, uh, he has to uh, ensure that these ropes are available. He has to see that this uh, uh, hanging place that is well in order, the oiling is done of the liver 
so that when they put lever these uh, wooden plank they fall in the well. So, he has to uh, make uh, the arrangement that everything is in order before hanging. Right. Also, one of the other cases that I want to talk about is, um, you know, Afzal Gurus, uh, who as we know was accused in the parliament attacks of 2001. And um, you've said that every aspect of the case was controversial in the book. And um, the book also mentions uh, his confessions regarding um, his alleg uh, the allegations that he made regarding uh, Jammu and Kashmir police officer Davinder Singh, who's also currently in news. Uh, he talks about how um, Davinder Singh allegedly had tortured in him in custody. And um, since the news got out, uh, Justice Dhingra, who had uh, delivered that verdict, said that irrespective of whatever, whatever this new information uh, has brought about, uh, his verdict would remain the same. But now, uh, in the light of this new news coming up, what do you have to say about Afzal Guru's execution? No, basically now uh, Afzal Guru is gone and now the inquiry which is being conducted, they will also see the aspect uh, which Afzal Guru made a complaint against uh, uh, this Devinder Singh. So, they will see all this and uh, you know whatever I have written here uh, that is based on the records and what uh, he stated to me. Hmm. Everything was uh, they, they captured in the CCTV camera. Hmm. This, this is my feeling that uh, uh, they should have taken more time so that everything is clear. Yeah. And because you have seen so many executions um, and you have also sort of um, spoken to, uh, you know, bonded in a manner of speaking with India's most hated, most feared criminals, um, you have seen the kind of jail reforms that some of them bring. Do you think it necessary? It's necessary to maybe get away with uh, conducting executions altogether, or yeah, basically, I am against uh, this death sentence because you know ours is the approach uh, where we believe in reforming, uh, rehabilitating, and reintegration of that prisoner into the society after the release. So. This is uh, in contrast to the reformative approach if you are hanging someone. Plus, uh, this hanging, this is not uh, bringing the desired result. As you see that uh, a, a person can be hanged if he commit the murder. But still you see there is a steep rise in the murder cases. So, this uh, I am against this hanging because uh, this is worthless. Sunitra, the book. Uh brings about a very humane perspective on uh, these criminals whilst acknowledging that they have, uh, you know, they have a part in some wrongdoing. But the information that you have managed to unearth through this book, do you think that will help journalists, uh, you know, report on criminals any better? And the one thing that is coming to my mind right now is of course the reportage on the Nirbhaya convicts. Well, yes, it, you know, there are a couple of things. Um, uh, let's take what you were referring to, the Davinder Singh case, for example. And when I was writing this, um, and a lot of the research, the Davinder Singh part was part of the, because I, I got some, you know, they were all Supreme Court documents. And basically at the time, no one paid attention to this letter that Afzal had written. Why? As uh, Justice Dingra said, because they felt it was taking away from, it was a sideshow, you know. I think one of the things that this really makes me learn, and I hope other people, other journalists as well, is that the importance of asking questions. 
you know and not taking authorities version as on at face value you know that's the biggest learning as soon as you get this because in every case right if you look at avzals the fact is supreme court said that he is not a member of any terror group right that he is he played a side role yes he is guilty he is a convicted plotter but what is his role he was providing uh, the car for the parliament attack which is very serious but is it is it uh, is it okay with death penalty is it rarest of rare i think that is something which is open to a debate and yet he flagged the role of a of a terror suspect in 2004 how come we all and i feel complicit how come journalists the media didn't ask enough questions there are some media houses who still went and interviewed devinder singh and he admitted yes i tortured him but there is a state sanction there is a community sanction like at the moment everyone's just saying hang mukesh hang these nirbhaykillers mm-hmm. at that time it was hang whoever hang yeah. whoever is guilty for uh, the parliament attack who really was ordering them who was the boss for uh, devinder singh fine it could be the terror group based in pakistan but he, somebody else in the police may have also known but we don't know now right so that's importance of asking questions again in the nirbhay thing uh, this wasn't too long ago in 2012 in 2013 march that's when he committed uh, allegedly committed suicide which sunil gupta writes very very clearly and and shorbri we know now that the supreme court is now made aware of what our book says supreme court hearing they brought up the revelations made by sunil gupta and in our book black warrant and they say very clearly that look this says that he was murdered and the reason why sunil gupta says he's murdered because of just facts right if you're journalists we have to be able to comprehend the information that is out and what we know for sure is that we should have asked questions at that time in 2013 of how did he and it says the visceral report had alcohol well why didn't we ask to see the visceral report why didn't we ask why it has even now it's not too late why didn't we ask but we think even though our laws supreme court justice krishna ayer supreme court judgments various supreme court judges including shatrughan johan have said that yes uh even if someone is, has done a heinous crime that they've done something terrible they should have dignity of life and the fact that i mean the epstein when he committed suicide there there was a huge ruckus in the us and there's a huge inquiry fbi is inquiring into how he committed suicide in the most secure prison but there was no such inquiry in uh in the december 16 suicide ram singh suicide case how come you know so there are really disturbing questions which um which emerged from some of these facts we've obviously seen some really dark aspects being revealed in this book but also there is some funny if i can call it so uh, aspects about um prison fetishes like you said i did not think that prison food was such a coveted item but I, and also i still can't believe that judges actually call up uh, jail authorities and ask for some prison food to get perspective on their life can you can you uh, can you share an anecdote yeah, yeah, about yeah. basically you know there is one book that is called lal kitab <laughs> <laughs> in that book uh, various uh, ways are written how to turn the bad luck into the good luck 
But who's <laughs> written that book? No, that's Lal like a traditional book. Then yeah, traditional that's like an Lal almanac. Lal yeah, almanac. See, in that uh, it is written that if uh, you are having bad stars, you take the food of the jail and uh, Voila. You, yeah. <laughs> your stars change. But how your bad stars. are we saying the food, uh, jail food is? How bad? No, food is not bad. Food is good and uh, there is improvement in the food. So, does it still hold the same good luck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sunetra, would you just also uh, tell me about this one thing before I ask you to read an excerpt? Are there any uh, parts of the uh, you know story that didn't make it to the book, but you kind of wish it did? No, I, I'm, I'm even though it's not very modest of me to say so, but I, I think I'm quite a good editor. And I think where my role came in mm. was to push him. Mm. And one of the things that we wanted to do was to say that we're going to tell really ugly tales as well. Mm. And I don't care if it makes you look bad or good. I told him the book will only work if you tell the truth even about himself. So, for example, <laughs> there's this lovely story, I don't know if you remember or not, about how Sunil Gupta gets a, gets one of these criminals, uh, one of the inmates beaten up Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to assert his authority. Right. And But it's human, right? If you keep making yourself sound like, uh, like a holy man, no one's going to believe your book. Mm. You know, so I, I was very sure that's where the journalist comes in and I think that's why the co-writing works. Uh, you have to make it a normal person who's full of faults as well, you know. Could it have more details? Yes, it could have more details. And why don't you also well. read your favorite part? <laughs> My favorite part? Uh, as I told you, every, every, um, I think I'll tell that story. You know, I, I like the way that he tells his story and I haven't got my glasses, so just bear with me. But I like, shall I read the part where he tells about his story? Sure. There's a joke that all of us in the jail service like to tell each other. There was a jailer who was very religious. He was so into God that he would pray all day, every day. Impressed with his devotion, God appeared and said, Ask for whatever you want, but there is one condition. The jailer asked, What? You can have anything you want, but the condition is that your neighbor will receive double of whatever that is. The jailer was in a real spot. What the hell? Why did his neighbor have to get double of what he got? So he thought, and thought and then he finally knew what he should ask God for. You can blind me in one eye. <laughs> <laughs> we would laugh every time we told someone new this story but imagine the pathetic reality. Our petty insecurities manifested into such torturous levels that it led, led to us becoming sadistic creatures. So thank you, uh, Mr. Sunil Gupta and Sunetra for giving us this sort of insight into Tihar's jail system. Thank you, and uh, for our listeners, if you haven't gotten yourself a copy of Black Warrant yet, I highly recommend that you do. And if you like listening and watching this uh, podcast, then please subscribe to the Quinn's channel on YouTube and also please subscribe to the News and Views channel uh, that's available on uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. Uh, for more stories, please log on to the Quinn website and if you have any feedback, send an email to us at podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.